Welcome to Thousand Generations Podcast, hosted by Dan and Chad Bohai, a father and son duo committed to pursuing God's dream and desire of faithfulness to Jesus and living to see the gospel of his kingdom pass from one generation to the next, to a thousand generations. Thank you for joining us on our journey as we hope to encourage you on yours. What's up, fam? Chad and Dan coming with you for episode number nine of Thousand Generations. Can you believe that, Dad? It's already been nine episodes. I didn't know that. I thought we were on like four. No, we're on number nine. And I am particularly excited about this installment because it is it is a topic, is it an it is an issue that is so instrumental in my dad's ministry and his testimony and the mantle and the really I will say without blushing an impartation that God has given him to release and to see activated in the body of Christ. Today's topic we're going to be addressing some issues as it pertains to what are common hindrances to God's desire to bring full healing and restoration to his people. We we are working from a theological conviction that the blood of Jesus secured every single spiritual blessing that we have now have access to and that have been made available to us in the heavenly places. That when he said it was finished in John 19.30, he meant it. The full work for, for atoning for our sin, dethroning, defeating, overpowering the enemy, sin, hell, death, and the grave, that when Jesus died and then was raised and vindicated and validated to be David's royal heir to the everlasting throne, we, we, we're, we believe that it is finished, that he's paid for it all, for all that we would ever need is found in the finished and perfect work of Jesus. And so I'm going to just volley it over to my dad here in a minute, but we want to just encourage you, if you, if you have been one who has contended for healing or breakthrough personally, relationally, in other people's lives you've prayed for, we understand this topic can be the topic where usually we'll lower our theological convictions to match and mirror our experience instead of just what the pure Word of God says is available to us. We want to just encourage you to trade up on this episode. Lord, what do you say is available, and what are some hindrances to walking in the full healing that you've made available to us, Jesus. And so I just want to pray for us to begin, and then Dad's going to take it from there, and we'll just dance back and forth. So Father, as it as it relates to this issue of healing, I pray that, that you would just restore hope, courage, faith, and boldness in the body of Christ today, that, Lord, we would begin to walk and, and really, like Wimber used to say, we, would, we don't have a ministry. We want to continue and join the ministry of Jesus and we just thank you for Jesus that forgiving sinners isn't hard and healing bodies and driving out demons isn't hard. It's all just what you came to do, Lord Jesus, as you were anointed of the Holy Spirit. And so I just pray for faith, for courage, that every listener or those watching would lean in to receive fresh grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Take it, Dad. Well, this is obviously not a complete list on the hindrances to healing. Because a lot of times there's as many hindrances to healing as there are people in the room. 
because everybody has their own issues they're fighting, but I did write down a dozen or so uh, things that I feel are real true hindrances to receiving healing. And we won't get through probably very many of them because we try to keep these podcasts 20 minutes or less so people can listen to them and really soak in the truth without it cutting into valuable time and stuff. So I want to start with number one, uh, one of the main reasons I think keeps us from receiving and experiencing healing that Jesus purchased in his sacrifice is that our minds are often tethered to past or present disappointments. Um, We're discouraged. We prayed for someone. We didn't see him healed. We fasted and prayed for someone. They died. We're still contending, and it doesn't seem like they're getting better. It seems like they're getting worse. And so I think sometimes one of the main hindrances to us receiving healing is because there's things in our personal experience that you already alluded to, son, that are contrary to what the Word of God says is the normal Christian experience to be expected because of what Jesus purchased in his sacrifice. So I'll give you a couple of verses. I want to start with Galatians 6, 9, where it says, Let us not become discouraged in doing good, for in uh, due time we will reap if we don't become weary. Some translations say don't grow weary in well-doing. I believe everybody's breakthrough is this far away, and the only reason we don't see it is we quit striving to lay hold of that which is laid hold of us, contending for the faith that was once and for all handed down to the saints. I think everybody's healing, breakthrough, deliverance, freedom, blessing is always a moment away but most people quit too soon. They let go, they give up, they lose their faith because of the discouragement. Um, It's always too soon to quit when it comes to what the blood of Jesus has provided. His word remains forever, and the timing is, he's up to the timing, but he needs our faith to work with. He gives us the grace, but we have to have the faith. So I like Galatians 6, 9, that it gives me encouragement. I also want to read John 16, 33. Um, some of these verses are familiar verses with a lot of you, but John 16, 33, it says, These things I have spoken to you so that in me you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. So since we're in Christ and he lives in us, that means Christ is in us. We're in Christ. We're going to have trials in this world. We're going to have things that contradict the world, but he says we can take courage. In fact, that word take is an imperative. It's really a command. Like it's up to us to take courage to replace discourage. We have to take courage Because Jesus has already overcome the world, which is sickness, death, sin, disease, hell, the grave. He's already overcome that. And so it's up to us to take courage to believe and not grow weary in well-doing. And then I want... Chad, let me just say, let me say this real quick, because that's such a good point, Dad. Do you feel like we get into trouble when we try to give answers for why God isn't or hasn't? 
Do you feel yes. like we're the ones who talk ourselves out of the faith that maybe those who are seeking prayer, this isn't to beat anybody up, obviously, but oftentimes when we feel like we have to give explanation, do we find ourselves entering into waters where it just clouds, just the pure childlike faith that, no, the, I believe the blood of Jesus makes this available. I'm going to keep contending and believing that the, his promises are yes and amen. Do you, how do you counsel people in that? That was I a think, great word out of Take Courage, by the way. That was awesome. I, I really think that we should always never try to make up theology to comfort people in anything less than what the Bible teaches. Hmm. And so we don't have the we don't have the right or the privilege to lower what the Bible is saying, because that makes faith even harder for people. Hmm. So if we don't understand. We just say I don't understand, hmm. and be honest. About it. I don't know why the healing hasn't come, but I'm going to keep believing that by his stripes you're healed. I got to keep mm. believing what the word says over what the circumstance that contradicts the word says. So that's a great so point. Good. I want yeah. you to quote James 1, 2 through 4. I want you to quote that, and I want to make a little comment on that. James 1. Yeah. This is that consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Is that due for it? Yes. Yes. And so I think that James, you know, the half-brother of Jesus, however you call it, you know, they had the same mother. They didn't have the same father. I think James has a, a, a great clue here to sometimes the delay of healing is for our benefit hmm. because it creates us to be persevering. Instead of, well, I didn't get an instant, because American Christianity is drive-through Christianity. Like, mm. we want instant gratification. We want instant healing. We want instant breakthrough. We want instant prosperity. And a lot of times you got to reap what you've sown. Mm. And if you haven't sown anything, you're trying to steal something off of somebody else's anointing, or somebody mm. else's tears, or somebody else's secret place. And God has designed all of us to be able to sow in such a way that we can reap what we sow. And so I love James. We should count it all joy when there's a contradiction, knowing that if our life is in God's hands and we've totally consecrated our lives, then the results are up to him if we're going to do what his word says that for us to do. I'm going to give you one more verse, Chad. So it's, good. It's the first five verses of Romans 5. And it just says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom... We also have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And I believe that's the sanctifying grace. And we touched on that in the first couple episodes on the podcast. So by faith, we're justified. But by faith, we can enter the deeper grace that allows us to stand. And we celebrate in hope of the glory of God. And not only this... But we also celebrate in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance, proven character, and proven character, hope, and hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And so those are some verses, Galatians 6, 9, um, John 16, 33, James 1, 2 through 4, and Romans 5, 1 through 5, that sometimes the discouragement, the delay, uh, the the brokenness, if we'll entrust that season to God, he does deeper works in us than he ever could do if everything was always answered instantaneously. Now, I want to give three little Let's just stop right there. Let's, that's, that's too good. 
I was just journaling because I've been through a, a season, as you know, we'll talk, we don't need to talk about it in this episode, of contending for things, binding, breaking, loosing all the promises, you know, severing lies, ties. I've, you, you've been one of the main ones who's done work with me in my inner man and just walking through full healing mentally and emotionally. And that exact phrase, Dad, the delay, in the delay, don't get discouraged. Look for the doorway to greater intimacy. That was the phrase. I, I, I was going to try to find my journal here. And I, I would waste our time and I couldn't shuffle through some things. But I think that that delay is, if we view delay as a doorway to greater proximity and intimacy with the Lord, that we trust Him with our heartache instead of watering down the promises or the gospel, that He's with us in our suffering, He's with us in the delay, He's not abandoned us. We don't have to change the dial but we can look for that door, that opportunity in that space, instead of growing weary or discouraged, which is easier said than done, we know. But he has a doorway for all of us in the delay to see his, to see what he's doing on the inside of us, and, and, and he's drawing us closer to himself. So I just, I thank you for bringing that up. This, this first point's amazing um, of what to do in the discouragement, and instead of being discouraged in the delay, to look for the doorway to greater intimacy. Keep going. I love it. I love this, Chad. I love the fact that this whole this whole theme, hindrances to healing, was birthed out of this weekend over the holiday weekend. I was so discouraged with my personal pain in my body that I thought, what's the use, God? Am I just crazy for believing your word? Am I losing my mind? And God's answer was, I'd like you to write this sermon out. And then he gave me three other sermons. And so he always answers my dilemma if I'm honest with him. Now, if I get religious and act like I'm high, I'm blessed, I'm highly favored, I don't have a problem, then he can't ever answer me. But if I'm honest with my papa, he doesn't ever tell me to stop trusting the blood and the word. He always infills me with fresh rhema and more of the word. So he's always the answer. And that's one of the questions that we'll get to if we get very far on this. I, I'd like to give three examples of mm -hmm. what I think this first point is all about. And restate restate the first point right now. Restate it that for are, us. That our minds often are tethered to past or present disappointments because we're not seeing what we're contending for with our prayers, our fasting, our declarations. And so we're, we're our minds are tethered to disappointment instead of the promise. Okay, so here's three examples, and you're aware of all of them. Number one is what happened at the Gate Beautiful in Acts chapter 3. Talk about a guy who was delayed and, and discouraged 40 years, never walked. And at the right time, a person representing the kingdom of God comes along and the guy is burst into wholeness, spirit, soul, and body. I'm telling you, if we don't grow weary in well-doing, in due time, we will reap a harvest. Remember, a few episodes ago, Chad, when I brought out that 2 Corinthians 12, 12 verse, that the true signs of an apostle are, are with all perseverance, signs, wonders, miracles. Everybody wants the signs, wonders, miracles. Nobody wants to go through the first sign, which is all perseverance, which means you have to persevere through everything so you can break through into the signs, wonders, and miracles, okay? And so I love Acts 3. That's a great ex that's a great example that the healing is never loses its power. It's available even if it's 40 years. Then I think of John 5. 
Amazing story. Guys laying there 38 years, no hope, no family, no support system. And Jesus shows up and he heals him. He heals him after 38 years. And then the last story, this is what I this is what I think we probably ought to end on today, Chad, because there's revelation I have on this story from John 9 that most people don't see. And you know, they're walking up and they see a guy who's born blind. He was born blind. And the disciples, you know. They say, who sinned, Jesus, him or his parents? So mm-hmm. first of all, talk about rude disciples, because it didn't say he was born deaf. So he heard what they were saying. So the first words out of the disciples' mouths were, why is this guy such a dirtbag that he's born blind? Yes. Okay? And so I think that's one of the reasons why Jesus calls us the disciples, because we're, we're often slow to learn. But anyway, Jesus' response amazes me. Neither. It wasn't his sins or his parents' sins. But this was so the glory of God might be displayed. Now hold that thought. Hmm. Colossians 1.27, Christ in you. The hope of glory. The hope of glory. Hmm. Glory is glory is any manifested attribute that only God could do. So the fact of me and you, Chad, and every believer is. Christ is in us if we're a believer. He's in us. The hope is we will believe so the glory of God can be manifested. You get it? That's the hope. So what is John 9, what is Jesus actually saying? Anytime we come into a person born crippled 40 years later or gone crippled 38 years later or born blind, never seen the light of day, it's not, oh, we're in a fallen world. Oh, I can't wait for the rapture. No. When we run into those heinous, Hmm. dark, wicked scenarios in people's lives that it seems like there's no answer for, the hope is somebody will not have grown weary in well-doing, and they realize that they have the power that raised Jesus from the dead on the inside of them waiting to be released through a word, through a touch, through a prayer, because Mm. in a moment of time, blindness can come to sight, lameness can start running, leaping, twirling, and dancing. Come on, a cripple who's a victim mentality can start carrying his mat around as a trophy. I got healed by a guy. I don't even know who he is. Come on, because discouragement is no match for the blood. Discouragement is no match for the sacrifice Jesus paid. So we only got through point one, Chad. I wrote down 12, but I really believe that hmm. we everybody's on the verge of a gate beautiful, a pool hmm. of Bethesda, or a blind man story if we don't allow discouragement to rob us of the glory that's waiting to get out of us. Hmm. That's what man. I believe. That's so perfect, man. Well, why don't we just just pray? Pray discouragement out of us, man. Pray what you just unpacked for us. That's so powerful, so foundational. Just pray over us. Father, I thank you for the Thousand Generations podcast and people that you're using this little tool of a father and a son to encourage people to keep standing in belief as we go through life anticipating the best is yet to come. Lord, the devil's a liar. He has a job description to discourage, to steal, to destroy. But your truth, you don't know how to lie. 
and truth trumps lies. So yes, some people may have been waiting a long time. And so Lord, I pray that there would be grace in the waiting and anticipation that would build, that discouragement would be pushed aside and expectation would flood the hearts and minds of everyone who would hear this podcast. I pray God that they would not view how long they've been waiting, but the perspective would be, man, I'm on the verge of when he might break in. I pray that our perspectives would change because the breakthrough doesn't come from the past. It comes in the next moment when we believe. So Lord, I thank you that discouragement is not as great as your glory. And the darkest hour means dawn is just in sight. So we love you. Chad and I, Lord, we love you. You've you've saved us. You've redeemed us. And you're helping us. So we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much. We're going to pick that up. We've got part two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, twelve, however long. This is so important. And so thank you, Dad, for unpacking that to us. If this has been a blessing to you, as always, Leave a comment on on whatever social media feed you're watching. If you leave a review on your podcast, that actually helps. I've already shared that every episode with algorithms just to get the word out. If there's any way we can come alongside you, don't be shy to to reach out via social media or email of, of seeing you walk in the fullness of what Christ has made available. Thanks for joining us for Thousand Generations. We'll see you next time. Bless you.